Welcome to the Caregiven Podcast. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. And long story short, we have Caregiven. We are two mom entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. Almost 14 years later, we felt called to create this podcast as a resource for families with caregiving needs. Whether you care for a family member or are looking for advice on professional caregiving, we want this to be a platform to support you. Each week, we will come to you with encouraging stories of families who have found the right balance for their loved ones, tips for how to care for them and you, and much more. We hope you continue to join us each week as we share in this exciting new journey together. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. How the heck are you? I'm good. Good? It's a good day. It's always a good day. Yes, it is. You woke up. Yes. That's what makes it a good day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness. So we have, a, we have a topic today, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. It's called the sandwich generation mm. that more and more of us are finding ourselves in every day. So we need to describe that. So if you're going through that and you didn't know what you were going through, we're going to tell you what you're going through. <laughs> you did not know what you did not know, but and hopefully by the end of this, you'll know more. Here we are to tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when we're talking about this sandwich generation, tell us how you fit into the ge- sandwich generation. I like to think I'm the bacon. Oh, <laughs> the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> I'm killing myself. Um, actually, I don't have anything other than that. Just the bacon. That's what I am. The good stuff. No, I have, um, I obviously have a mother and grandmother who live close by. And then I have an older daughter who lives in Tennessee. And I have a younger daughter that's in college and um, actually doing some online stuff. So she is living with us right now. And while we're not all living together, um, there is still a lot that goes along with being part of that um, process. Right. Yeah. No, I think we're all finding ourselves exactly where you and I are. We're at that age that not only do we have our our own kiddos, Mm -hmm. but now we've got our mothers and probably if we're lucky, still have our grandmas. Yes. And, and so there's a four layer generational sandwich going on right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it does take a village. Oh boy. Every one of us. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Well, let's see. Um, We do have a verse for you guys today, and it is Ecclesiastes 3, 4. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. You chose that. I did. did I did. Yeah. And the reason I actually um, went and and found that is because to tie into our topic today, Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about laughter. Yes. Because there are times that when life is tough, you've got to just find humor. Got to find that humor in whatever it is. And so I have the cutest little story. Oh, yay. And so uh, basically it it talked about that that verse, a time to cry and a time to laugh. On a recent outing with my three best friends, we each shared our ongoing troubles, problems with aging parents, losing siblings who died young, and serious health issues with our loved ones. We have all reached an age where caregiving has become an increasingly big part of our lives. We cried together for our own struggles and for the struggles of each other. When we went for a drive, one of my friends handed us, handed us each a rubber duck. <laughs> Take it. They're just for fun. We rolled down the wind, car windows and sang songs from the 80s. <laughs> this means they're my age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. 
It's a, I'm sure more than one of us was off key. They're totally talking about me too. <laughs> the warmth of the sun hit my face and matched the warmth I felt inside at that moment. We all danced our ducks out of the window, open windows and I laughed until tears cascaded down my cheeks, a different kind of tear that we'd shared, uh, shedded earlier. Now I keep my desk my duck on my desk next to my computer as a reminder of how much laughter is good for the soul. Often in caregivers, there are many reasons to weep. Part of taking care of ourselves is finding time to laugh. And with this came a prayer, and it says, Father, thank you for the gift of laughter. Continue to give me opportunities to laugh until the tears roll down my cheeks. Oh, there is nothing better than a good old belly laugh. Yeah. Like- the kind that like your stomach muscles hurt. It hurts. Bit yeah, I'll have to. You hurt. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I have a little um, glass duck on my desk. I have no idea where it came from, <laughs> but I've always just called it my lucky ducky. It's tiny. It's like the size of a quarter. Oh, goodness. Very small, but um, it does bring me joy when I see it. Oh, cute. And I'll always think of that story now. Yeah, we oh. all need to have our little ducks. Yes. Not necessarily our ducks in a row, but <laughs> yeah. we have some ducks somewhere. Mine are all scattered. <laughs> They're everywhere. But, they might but have I crossed have with a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I came across this story, and it actually is, it is um, turning turning some tears into some joy. And what happened is actually there was a fifth grader who had caught a foul ball at a Phillies baseball game, but he decided to give it away to the young girl who couldn't catch it. So the story goes like this. Um, 10-year-old Aaron Presley caught a foul ball at the Phillies baseball game and was ecstatic. But then he noticed a little girl, Emma, crying a few seats over. In the spur of a moment, Aaron hadn't noticed that Emma also tried to grab the ball but failed. It didn't feel right to keep the ball. So I went over there and I saw her crying and I just felt so sad. I gave her the ball. She said, thank you. And it just felt so good. I felt like a good guy, Aaron commented. (laughs) Emma's parents were touched by the fifth grader's selfless act and gave him a Phillies gift card. The team also heard of Aaron's story and sent over another ball for him. Just do nice things for people, the boy added. Just be a nice person and always have positive energy inside of you. Oh, 10 years old. Oh my gosh, they're going to find each other in another 15, 20 years and get married. I think it could happen. Yep, that's that's how cool this story is. I love that so much. Yeah. What a nice kid. It just oh. it always reminds me and I love that this is part of our podcast talking about those uplifting stories because yeah. it reminds me how much good is out there. Yep. Yep, you just it's right there next to you. You just have to look sometimes. Yes. 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 So if you're listening and you have a verse that you would like to share with us or an uplifting story, please get those submitted to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Um, we we would really love to hear from you and tell us why it's meaningful to you. Or maybe if it isn't, if you don't have a reason, it just hits you and you want us to add a spin on it, we'd love to do that as well. So send those into the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Yes, do it. <laughs> All right, Jules, the yes. sandwich generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, how many of the people that ask for our care in home care are stuck right in the middle of a sandwich generation? Yeah. And how many of them are not prepared? A lot, a yeah. lot. I think it's important to to kind of give our listeners a description of what we're even talking about. So the sandwich generation, um, as the elderly population grows and a new crop of young adults are financially struggling to attain a solid financial foothold and trying economic times, individuals sandwiched between aging parents 
and adult children are adequately referred to as the sandwich generation. This is because they are often put in the position to care for both their children and parents simultaneously, and this support is often both emotional and financial. So did you know that when I first heard the sandwich generation um, type verbiage, I was like, who the heck came up with that? But it is used so much now that it's actually now in the dictionary. I know. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, it looks like it was put in in 2006. So it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. It's, It's been around for a while. So back to those people that give us a call. Uh, you know, they've, they've all of a sudden their, their, their father took a fall and he's in the hospital or had a stroke and all of a sudden he was so independent and they took, they didn't have to worry about him. You know, they just check mm-hmm. in and, and have dinner together, or whatever. But now they're literally having to try to take care of him. But on top of that, they've got their own family to keep going. Mm-hmm. Plus they work all of the daily struggles. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the stresses and strains that that can bring. Mm-hmm. Well, real quickly, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a a demographic on the sandwich generation. And basically, it accounts for about 47% of adults in their 40s and 50s um, who have a parent that is 65 or older and are also raising a youngster and supporting their own grown children. In fact, one in seven of these adults are financially assisting both parents and one or more children. However, there are many scenarios in this situation. And aging and elder care expert um, Carol Abaya offers three different roles, those in the sandwich generation typically fall into. And these are actually very, (laughs) very clever. So there's the traditional sandwich generation, Mm -hmm. and that's adults that are typically in their 40s or 50s, sandwiched between what we said, the parents and their adult children who both need financial or other assistance. Yep. Then we have the club sandwich generation. (laughs) Older adults in their 50s or 60s who are wedged between aging parents, their adult children, and possibly grandchildren. Um, This term can also refer to younger adults in their 30s or 40s who have younger children, elderly parents, and aging grandparents. That's that four generations that we were just talking about. Yep. Yeah. And then the open face sandwich generation. (laughs) And that's anyone who's non-professionally involved in elder care, which is an estimated 25% of individuals at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we're all, we're all in it together. We're part of it. Um, (laughs) Some one way or another. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so stress factors that you were talking about. Well, the number of Sandwich Generations members um, have increased dramatically. Statistics show that the financial burdens associated with being responsible for multiple generations are rising. And interestingly, it's not primarily elderly parents or grandparents that are posing the burden, but rather the adult children. Oh, interesting to think about. Oh my gosh. I was shocked at the statistic that almost 30% of 25 to 35 year olds reside with their parents. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a big number. It is a big number. Yeah. And, and let's, let's um, step back just a second. Now there are some different groups of people mm-hmm. that that's how they live regardless. Oh, sure. Multi-generational. Yes. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's all good and fine. This is the people that that's not typically the norm. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. There are a lot of people that live in, in those types of environments or scenarios, mm-hmm. and that's how they have elected to, mm-hmm. and everybody's contributing on on whatever level, but um, there are some that are it just becomes so financially burdening, um, and not just financial, but emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, 
So in a situation like that, let's just, oh, my mother, I'm sure she just is delighted every time <laughs> that she listens to us, because um, I use us as, as an example. Sure. Uh, and, and I like to do that because it shows people not only do we run a business where we can help people, but we're also living it. Oh, yes. And we totally get where they're at. Mm-hmm. We have the empathy, we get it. And we, we understand how hard that is. So um, for so long, mom's got four there's four girls, mm-hmm. and um, she was the closest one that was close to grandma. Yes, and so you know, one of her things was running grandma to the the uh, doctor's appointments, getting groceries, this, that, and the other. Um, and you know, the other kids that live further would take turns doing what they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but then dad got um, started to get sick, so uh, the other siblings started working more with grandma. Uh, mother focused more on dad. Then my sister and I and brothers looked at mother and was like, dad's being taken care of really well Mm because the ultimate caregiver in the world is my mom. Yes. (laughs) And and, um, so we knew that we needed to take care of our mom as she took care of dad. Yep. And, but all of us also had our own families (laughs) with growing kids, sports, um, our ranches or whatever our other side stuff was. And um, boy, we're just all busy busy, busy trying to be good people, trying to make sure everybody's taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a classic example of how crazy it can get so fast Mm -hmm. and so easy and everybody just kind of jumps in there. Yes. And I think that um, when you think about some of these sandwich generations and the living scenarios, even where adult children are there, I think there are ways that everyone can contribute to be part of the process. Right. um, and, And I've often said that about my own family you know, I don't necessarily live with mom and grandma. Um, I have a certain skill set that I can bring to the table when they need things. My brother lives closer by them. He has a different skill set. You know, Uncle Andy, Aunt Janice, they, they're out of, out of area, I guess. But we're all able to say, okay, I can bring this to the table. I can bring this to the table. Yep. And the important thing for us is making sure that not one person, although I can't really say that because my mom is, she's, she's it. She's superwoman. Yeah. She is doing <laughs> She's just doing a phenomenal job. But um, the the idea or the hope is that it's not all just landing on one person, that while we are caring for each other, um, we're we're helping each other. Yeah, that's that's um, really good that you say that because it's something that I, as a standard, when people call in and are asking for a home visit, mm-hmm. one of the first things that I will ask them besides diagnosis, what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, what are, what are you thinking that you need? Mm-hmm. Um I say, okay, who else is in your village? Right. Who um, are the siblings? Is there uh, sisters, aunts, uncles? Who's going to be helping with this situation? Because right then you know exactly how much it, you're going to be dependent on to help this family. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that people don't think about, and it's easy cheesy, is get out a calendar and find out who the people in your village are going to be and then get that calendar out and just say, this is what I can do. Um, this person doesn't live here, but they're going to coordinate this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and 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 go from there. Yeah. And and but that calendar is a visual for everybody, mm-hmm. and it's it's really huge. Yeah. And then what happens is if they need extra care, then they call someone like us, mm-hmm. and we plug in those holes, yeah. and that's how we become part of the village. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But people don't think about mm-hmm. just the slow down, take a breath. What are our strengths? And how can we each help 
when we're stuck in the sandwich together. <laughs> yes. Yes. Be the bacon. Be the, be, be the bacon. I love um, bacon. <laughs> so something that, um, you know, there's a lot of stress that can go along with it. Yeah. And with a lot of stress going on, um, people in the sandwich generation can often experience caregiver burnout, feelings of depression, of guilt, of isolation. Um, they can have issues finding the time to, to be a good spouse or parent or child simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves because we're like, okay, I'm over here trying to make sure that I'm taking care of grandma, but in the meantime, am I neglecting my husband or am I neglecting my kids or, you yep. know, so we put a lot of pressure. Yep. Um, and, and again, like you're saying, just try to slow down and start to figure out where can we lighten up some of that pressure? Who can fill in here or there? Um, people can have trouble managing work, hobbies, relationships, even time for themselves. Cause I think you, you get to a point where you're like, you feel like you want to have five minutes to yourself, mm -hmm. but then you beat yourself up because mm -hmm. how, you know, why do I deserve five minutes to myself? Somebody that I love is going through something else and, yeah. um, and you got to get past that yeah, and know well, that you, you deserve that time. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're nailing it because a caregiver is that person with that extra big heart. Yep. And so they forget to take care of themselves because mm -hmm. they're so busy taking care of everybody else and make sure it's smooth. Mm -hmm. And and they do start to find all of these things out um, as as they get deeper and deeper into it. And people don't realize, oh, we're just going to have mom come live with us. That is fantastic. But they don't realize the added stress that that brings. Mm -hmm. Just just in terms of um, walking around the house. In your birthday suit. You can't do that again if a mother's there. <laughs> Just things that you took for granted, your mm -hmm. privacy, any of those things. Um, but going back to um, some of the things that you have to manage besides the people-ish thing is mm -hmm. the, the work and the hobbies and the relationships, like mm -hmm. you're saying. And so many times people... One of the first things they give up is work. Mm -hmm. So then what does that do? That then causes financial issues. Right. It's just and more a domino and effect. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's just really, really hard. And so those psychological issues uh, just become more and more and more yeah. and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And that is where we then have to be careful that we're not um, taking it out on the person that we're supposed to be taking care of. Right. Right. Thankfully, there are some stress busting tips, right? Yes, yes. So there's always, you know, where there's a problem, there's always, well, not always, but there should be some type of a solution. So we'll look for uh, it. Yes. Basically, if you think about it, the primary mission of a caregiver is to keep everybody safe, happy, healthy, right? Right. So then they end up neglecting themselves or their own needs. But fortunately, there are some tips that can help reduce stress in a family, um, help relieve financial burdens and promote more, a more positive experience. So Basically, um, helping financially dependent adult children get started in the world with jobs, job tips, advice. Um, if they live in their own place, consider the cost of, of savings of moving them back into your home. So, if, you know, you can do things like that. You consider can consider having aging parents move into your home to curb expenses. I know we've talked about some of the stressors that can go along with that, mm -hmm. um, but you just have to kind of outweigh what what makes more sense for your particular situation. Right. Right. You know, if you're not, um, in, if, if you're not having that person necessarily living with you, but there are concerns about their well being when you're not there, um, you can look into like medical alert systems. That's a good one to have on hand and, and available. Um, if somebody gets into a bind, they've got a button that they can push. Right. Yep. 
Um, or you can think about providing in-home care like what we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is just a little bit of time. It's like that calendar that you said, get it out, see what the family can do. And then if there are gaps in coverage, engage with an agency, see if you can get that extra help. Yep. With that agency also, look at the other resources. We had a family just the other day. Um, I, I recommended that they get on Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. because uh, the uncle was extremely self-sufficient. They weren't really sure what they could have us doing um, all the time. So I said, well, let's get some others in there besides us so that you have multiple sets of eyes at different times of the day. Mm-hmm. So let's put together this puzzle and mm-hmm. work it out. So there's Meals on Wheels. There's that telephone call program. Yeah. You know, there's there's some cool stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I think the, another thing that you can do, and it's not always comfortable, um, but when you have financial responsibility for people, um, setting boundaries with them is, is really going to save you hopefully a lot of heartache in the end. Right. Um, you know, just set, set the expectation, have the conversations. They're not always fun, but you need to be able to have a discussion about what you can do and what you cannot do. Yep. You know, what's reasonable to be expected of everybody. Everybody can bring something to the table. Uh, often, when we get into a middle of a family dynamics, they've got a brother that just simply can't be around because mm-hmm. he, he's uncomfortable with the situation. So what can he do? Can he pay the bills mm-hmm. or can he do the research needed for uh, the the certain wheelchair that they need or the the stand, lift a stand, um, pivot or, you know, any of those things mm-hmm. that everybody can help with something. Yes. Yes. Always keeping the doors of communication open um, concerning expectations of family members and, and their feelings and, and always attempting to resolve any issues that come up to be able to keep the, the overall stress levels down. Yeah. It's really important to just have those conversations. Yep. Yep. And they say, um, th- this list could go on and on. Oh yeah. Uh, but one of the biggest things they say is to be kind to yourself. Yep. I love that. And that is honestly a, just a tremendous segue into our next little part of this, um, talking about the super caregiver and protecting the primary resource that is you. Right, right. Well, today, basically, caregiving is almost in crisis mode because everybody um, is getting, uh, there's more older adults, older, older adults, mm-hmm. sicker older adults <laughs> compared to the caregivers in previous generations. So you've got to get help because we're just, we're all getting older and we all yep. need some kind of care. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So some of the ways that you can protect the primary resource um, with, you know, let's just start with the basics. Physical health, yep. right? Yep. Get enough rest, keep up with your medical appointments, exercise and eat well. Yep. It's, it's just the foundation. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you're not feeling well and your cup is not full, how can you help? help with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then there's also talk about financial health, right? So don't sacrifice your income and don't bankrupt your future. Um, don't forget to find age appropriate insurance and do grow up, cover your own expenses. <laughs> <laughs> do make um, home equity work for you. Do realize that your parents don't owe you anything um, and do plan to start for your own senior years. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, so many people get themselves into a bind mm-hmm. and, and they're trying to get out of that hole. 
as then all of these other pressures come on, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional health is a big deal. Mm -hmm. The mind you save may be your own, so avoid guilt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep your I love you's up to date. And it's okay to change your plan when necessary. You can only do what you can do. Say no to self-pity and to tell the truth, at least to yourself. That's a big one. (laughs) That's a hard one. Oh, it's so hard. Also maintaining your spiritual health. Um, Maintain a strong inner spirit. The spirit, um, this spirit is strong enough to forgive. Yeah. And find joy outside of caregiving. You've got to have an outlet. Yes. Very important. So they say that there's the effective caregivers that keep physically, mentally healthy and take steps to stay that way. The smart caregivers, what do they do? (laughs) Manage their finances, make sure that resources are in place to take care of them as they age. Responsible caregivers. They make, document, and openly discuss decisions about the conditions under which they would want to live. Strong caregivers. Strong caregivers understand that they must fill up before they can pour out. And successful caregivers. Treat themselves to the activities they enjoy and they share their talents with others. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, we have lots of calls where somebody um, is taking care of a, a parent and they get invited to a wedding. So it's going to be a three-day weekend and they are so excited, but they're so nervous to yes. leave their person. Yep. But if you find an agency like us, we're happy to jump in there and you can leave and have those days and do it. You have to do it. Yes. Because you'll come back better. Yep. You'll be, you'll be refreshed. You'll be able to hit your responsibilities again, but take that day, take that three days, do it. Nice. Yep. Yep. And the last thing that we're going to leave you with is, and we'll actually have this on our show notes. So if you want to go, um, because it's something that you can, you can actually fill in if you're dealing with a particular disease Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a 20 things to remember if you love someone with blank, right? So that means that it is open to everything. First, be educated about the disease, if it is a disease. Second, be realistic in your expectations for yourself and your loved one. Develop predictable routines and schedules. Do not argue with your loved one. (laughs) Don't underestimate the power of good nutrition. Give them independence when possible. Have fun. (laughs) Maintain a current list of medications. Um, Meet your loved one in the now. Plan daily time for physical exercise. Rely on family members and other loved ones when needed. Take advantage of the time you have left with your loved one. Your words and actions matter. Remember that the person is more than the disease. Take a deep breath. Take care of yourself. Take immediate action. The disease is responsible for their mood and personality changes. Understand your own emotional and physical limitations. Use every method of communication to reach your loved one through the disease. Have a bite of something sinfully delicious. (laughs) Take a bubble bath. Read. Yes. Get a massage. Buy yourself some flowers. Take a walk. Go shopping. Oh, there you go. (laughs) My Bailey would love that one. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, I just love it when we can talk about topics like this that are, you know, I... I think the more you know, the better prepared you can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're not currently in some type of a sandwich generation situation, you probably will be at some point in your life. So, yeah. and self care, it's absolutely vital. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So, I came up with, um, came across, I should say, uh, the grandma saying for, for the episode. It's so and good. First of all, I actually forgot to say, 
because I have two. I have a personal one that I want to put in there. <laughs> and it, it, it actually has, it's in relation to Thanksgiving, which oh, has come and gone. Yes. And I'm fairly certain this started with my Aunt Janice. And it's a term that <laughs> hopefully I don't get into too much trouble for saying on, on the air. But um, it's, it's, that, it's that time in life when when your pants are getting a little snugger than they were the and, holidays. and you have to reflect back and, <laughs> and realize that you may have reached critical ass mass. <laughs> so thank you. Thanksgiving <laughs> for that. <laughs> and, uh, Thanksgiving is one of those that I wear my potluck pants too. Your so they're pants. the stretchy pants. So there's room. <laughs> yes. Yes. For one more piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this one, uh, this, this quote that I found, I think it's hilarious because it doesn't matter who you are, right? right. Grandparents are grandparents and they're just going to tell it like it is. Yep. And this happens to be a quote from Brad Pitt who I'm assuming everybody knows, the actor Brad Pitt. <laughs> so he says, I phoned my grandparents and my grandfather said, we saw your movie. Which one? I said, he shouted, Betty, what was the name of that movie? I didn't like <laughs> honesty. Yes, yes. You can always count on honesty. Oh <laughs> yes. They will tell you it's straight from the hip. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's well, awesome. thank you guys for listening. And you know, please go and subscribe. You can do that on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, leave us a review. Share us with a friend. Join our Apaga Care and Share Facebook group to join in the discussion. Any way you want to reach out to us, email us at thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. We just want to hear from you. We really do. And that's another outlet. Mm-hmm. Our, our Paga Karen share. Yeah. If you have something going on, reach out and ask. Let's get a discussion going. Yep. You don't have to go somewhere. You can just get into a Facebook and find yep. a group and and talk about something that you're struggling with because somebody's been there. They've yes. done that. And the thing is, we love a challenge. So yes. if you come to us and it's something that we have not yet dealt with, uh, we're going to try to find some find you or connect you with someone who has. Oh so my goodness, absolutely. We just, love that. Just know that we're here for you too. You bet. Build that village. <laughs> yes. All, All right. right. And speaking of sandwich. Is it that time? Uh, it's lunchtime. <laughs> awesome. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Take care. Have a good day.